Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Conversation. I am Nikki Cross. And before we head on into this episode, I have to tell you about Evolve because doors will close the evening of Thursday, the 27th of April. So if you're listening to this in real time, that doesn't give you much time to sign up. I have been talking about it for a little while. Let me briefly explain how amazing this experience is going to be. But first, I want to say Evolve is not for everyone. You have got to be in a place where you're not only ready, as in you've had enough of your current ways of holding yourself back, sabotaging your progress and people pleasing and forcing your way to success in inverted commas, but also willing to experience the discomfort of creating this change more than you're willing to stay in the discomfort of your current ways of being in life and in business. Whether you like it or not, Life and business will present opportunities that feel like challenges that is going to force you to evolve anyway. And I want you to do that in an, in an empowered and self-supported way. And what I mean by life will force you to evolve is things will happen. Like when I became a mum, I suddenly couldn't just go out and nip to the shop. I felt lonely, lost, and a little bit confused about who I was. I had to evolve. When I lost my mum, I suddenly no longer had this person cheering me on and supporting me. I had to learn to do that for myself. I had to evolve. When I left employment and became an entrepreneur, something that I hadn't factored in and quickly realised was there was no one guiding me and supporting me through my insecurities. And I couldn't just continue to allow them to play out. It was a case of work through them or not pay my bills. I had to evolve. And in all of those examples, I had to evolve. I had no choice. But what I want you to see is actually to create the outcomes that you want to navigate towards, not just be forced to through the challenges of life, but actually move towards the positive outcomes that you want to create in life and in business. You too are going to have to evolve because I know what happens when we choose to repeat, when we are, when we're avoiding evolving, which is the whole um, concept of this episode you're about to listen to, you avoid the things that require courage and you shrink. You avoid your own excellence because you think that it is safer. You self-sabotage, you rely on things outside of you to give you pleasure and meaning. You find yourself looping in the same old behaviors, patterns again and again and again. If you are done with hearing yourself be a victim to your circumstances and really honestly own and take responsibility for where you're going and where you're making progress towards, please head to tlb.org.uk forward slash evolve and join me. I want you to consider these questions before you head into the episode. What would it feel like to be less consumed by the thoughts that keep you stuck? What if you were able to support yourself better and therefore could be more you in business? What if you spent less time, energy and attention on the things that drain your energy and creativity? What if you did things your way at your pace, making the unique contribution only you can make? And what if it felt safer for you to have needs, take up space and advocate for yourself? And what would be the impact out there in business by all of this being true for you? They're the questions that you need to consider if you are thinking of joining Evolve. There is not much time left to join and we still have spaces available. So I hope to see you in there. Otherwise, enjoy this episode. It is all about what it is you're avoiding and the costs of that. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Conversation. I'm Nikki Cross and today I want to talk to you about the expensive costs of your avoidance. 
Now, for those of you who've worked with me before, you will know that one of the key things that we work on is you being more honest with yourself, you being more comfortable with actually getting closer to your truth. And that's not an easy thing to do. That's quite difficult sometimes because sometimes that requires us to look at where we've been pointing our finger out there into the world and at other people and at our circumstances and instead get a mirror and see, actually, I might be a victim of certain things happening to me. I might be without any influence or control over my life circumstances, but I do own my inner responsibility. I do own how I respond to the world. I do own my choices and I do own my opinions and my preferences and my actions. And so one of the things that I am confronted with through the work that I do is noticing the expensive costs of my client's avoidance and the flip side to that coin. I also get the opportunity and the privilege of seeing the outcome of what happens happens when they stop avoiding the things that they've been avoiding or at the very least avoid them less you know sometimes I think that there's a big all or nothing around this kind of work you know I was avoiding that thing and now I don't avoid it at all and that's not my experience that is not my experience that is not my experience with myself and it's not my experience with my clients this work isn't about overcoming it's not about like completely cutting off a disempowering behavior and I really want to be very clear on that, not to put a Debbie Downer on the episode, but more so to paint this realistic picture so that you're not listening to episodes like this or consuming content like this thinking, oh, right, cool. So it is possible for me to never do that thing again, never do that behavior again. Well, I suppose, yeah, but also let's have it right. You're going to slip back or new, um, that, that same thing is going to appear dressed up in a different form. Uh, what I'm trying to say here is life and business is always going to throw difficulties our way and challenges our way. And as opposed to seeing those things as one day I will be this fully developed and evolved version of myself and I will never struggle with these things ever again. It's like, I just, I just really hope that you're taking this content or if you work with me, you'll know this. I just really hope that you're taking these messages and using them to develop and grow as opposed to with this view to like overcome something and never let it happen to you again. Because I do think that there's a risk with personal development that we can bop ourselves over the head by, oh, well, I know that, but I'm just not doing it. Well, I bet you're, I bet you're doing it differently than you were a year ago. You know, it's, it's just important that we don't see this type of work or approach this kind of work with an all or nothing approach, right? So anyway, the objective of this episode. The objective of this episode is to help you see what your avoidance is costing you and hopefully motivate you to doing something about it. And the way that I'm going to navigate through this episode is I've got a few notes and I'm going to cover off what you might be avoiding, why you might be avoiding it, what that's costing you in terms of your time, in terms of business opportunities and money even. Uh, you know, your outward success measures, can we call them? And your inner world, what it's costing your inside, your uh, self-concept, your mental health. And at the end of this episode, I'm going to wrap up with a couple of tips, really small, but impactful um, and practical things that you can take from this episode and start to do more of, less of, different so that you can go and DIY create change. Now, it goes without saying If you listen to the Inner Work conversation, if you like my work, I would love 
for you to, if you have the resources to, to take the step forward and contact me and think about the ways that we can work together. I would love it if you are someone who regularly comes back to the inner work conversation and therefore it's doing something for you. I would love it if you have the resources and the capacity to, to step forward because you're the kind of person that I would like to work with. But all that said, if you do not have the resources or the capacity to do that, that's why I'm saying I hope that you take the personal responsibility of not just listening to this episode and letting it wash over you, but doing something with it and almost treating it like your own mini workshop, your own half an hour of your own self-development, your own personal development for, for you, for you, for your week whether that looks like taking this episode and pausing it and journaling on it or really like pausing the episode as you're driving and really thinking through how this applies to you, you know how you learn, you know how you develop. And so I'm hoping that you are taking the responsibility of taking this information in with a view to do something with it. So let's get in. What might you be avoiding and why might be... (laughs) What might you be avoiding and why might you be avoiding it? Here are the top things that I see people avoiding. And it's there's six or seven things on this list and I've chosen them just to get us in the mood, just so that you can be like, what when she says the expensive costs of your avoidance, what's she talking about? These are the kinds of things that I see my clients avoiding when we first start working together. Number one, difficult conversations. And I'm gonna list them, right? And then I'm gonna talk about why we might avoid these things. So number one, difficult conversations. Number two, selling our services or promoting our um, strengths, yeah? Number three, being with our own thoughts without gaining external input. Being with our own thoughts without gaining external input. So that might be being with your own thoughts without trying to, having your own opinion of yourself without getting that validation from outside of you. Or being with your own thoughts without gaining external input might be, sitting in your own presence without reaching for your phone, that kind of thing. Number four, setting and upholding boundaries. Setting and upholding boundaries. Number five, letting people down. Communicating something, having to let someone down. And number six, admin, tax, emails. Like the very boring, literal, practical things that we know have to be done but we just put it off and put it off and avoid it. Why though? So first thing that I wanna, before I go into the why, first thing I want you to do is think about those, I think it was six things that I said. Think about those six things and expand on them. If you wanna pause the episode here and think, oh, okay, I know what she means now by avoiding things, the costs of my avoidance. What do I avoid? And maybe that's one thing off that list. Maybe it's all of the things off that list. Maybe there's more things that you could add to that list. And I really recommend that you do. I recommend that you pause the episode now and you think to yourself, what is it that I avoid? Have you paused the episode? (laughs) What is it that I avoid? Do that now. And now come back and be like, okay, Let's now let's now explore why might I avoid things. Now there might be really um, valid reasons why you, as a unique human, avoid things more than the next person. So, as an example, we quite a few of my clients have ADHD, and they didn't get diagnosed with ADHD until later on in life, and they're only just learning that actually their requirements for dopamine hits mean that they avoid things much more than much more than someone who doesn't have 
those things to contend with, right? So there's very practical and valid reasons. But if we move all of that to the side, oops, that was a very loud notification on my phone. I apologize. If we move all of those sort of um, circumstantial reasons to the side and we just look at why might be why might we avoid certain things? Because I'm going to go in in a minute to the costs of our avoidance. There are loads of reasons why you might avoid things. Certain things might require courage, like difficult conversations. Certain things might require our discipline to, to do a boring thing like um, admin. Certain things might cause discomfort. Um, and I'm not just talking about our own discomfort there. I'm talking about other people's discomfort. So when I said that example of letting someone down um, or, or even having difficult conversations, when I dig into that with my clients, a lot of the time what they're realizing is they're avoiding it because hypothetically they're playing out this situation of having this conversation that's difficult, giving someone feedback, letting them down. And actually the discomfort that they're experiencing in their imagination is coming from the way that the other person might react to them. You know, they don't want to cause them to be upset. They don't want to cause them to be angry. And a lot of the time, yeah, that is because they're a caring person. But also if they're really honest, it's because of their own capacity to hold that space for the other person to be angry or to be upset. They don't want to experience that themselves. And when they sort of realize that, they can feel quite selfish. And I don't, when we do this work together, I don't want you to self-judge. I want you to be able to be honest with yourself without criticizing or without judging yourself. This is what I mean about self-honesty. It really is about digging to the root of not just, <laughs> what I find difficult, right, is when I hear or see content on things like procrastination or um, or avoidance, it's like we try and deal with things at the surface level. Why am, you know, I'm avoiding this. I'm just putting it off and procrastinating. How do I fix my procrastination? And I'm going to get to that when I, when I cover the next bit. But it's like, can you see that dealing with the problem at the right level will get you the right result? Dealing with the problem at the wrong level will get you a really superficial result. So if we just dealt with, you know, okay, you need to have this difficult conversation. So let's make sure the time is booked in and let's make sure that you've done it in a private meeting room. And if we deal with that at a surface level, what we're not dealing with is actually the underlying problem that exists, which is you're really worried and you've got all of these hypothetical scenarios playing out in your imagination of the way that other person is going to react and the way that that other person is going to feel. So let's see if we can coach you on that as opposed to the more surface level shit that's going on, you know? And um, so, so all of that said, the reason why I pos I'm positioning this episode in that way is to help you identi self-identify. So at this point, before I go into the costs, the expensive costs of your own avoidance, what I want you to have done is gone, yeah, I can see what I'm avoiding and I can see why I'm avoiding it right? Even if you haven't, like this work is work that I do when I coach people. So I'm not expecting that you have dug and dug and dug in that. I'm just expecting that you've got a level of understanding with yourself. Let's move into what this is costing you because what I'm hoping this next part of the episode gives you is the motivation to be like, ah, shit, <laughs> like I see what it's costing me. And actually for me to continue avoiding these things, it is costing me more than more than I thought. 
And hopefully that gives you a rocket up your ass to do something about it. So <laughs> first thing, I'm going gonna, I'm co- I'm gonna to cover three things in this part of the episode. I'm going to cover what it's costing you in terms of your time to avoid things, what it's costing you in terms of your business opportunities and your financial opportunities, and what it's costing you in your inner world, in your happiness, in your peace, right? First one, what it's costing you in terms of your time. The way that I see it is when you avoid something, um, it can feel like we are free of it while we're avoiding it. And I think the opposite is true. The way that I see things, I'm quite visual in this way. And I think that that is a positive thing in that when I record these podcasts, I can hopefully paint a visual picture in your head. And I want you to imagine, like Dora the Explorer, you are carrying around this invisible backpack. And it's almost like when you wake up on this fresh new day, maybe it's Monday and you're waking up on this fresh new day and automatically the backpack is on. And I always think that when we're avoiding something, that thing that we're avoiding is in the backpack. And it may start off, like, you know, when you're carrying something and it's actually light at the beginning, but the longer you hold onto it, the heavier it gets. That's that is how I see this. You have you have got this invisible backpack on and the longer you carry this thing that you're avoiding around, the heavier it gets. And so the way that I see this impacting my client's time in carrying this thing that they're around that they're avoiding is normally it's not that they've put it in their backpack and they've forgotten about it. It sort of lives it lives on their back, they're carrying it around. And every now and again, it'll pop back into their mind. And they'll think about it. And they'll they'll give time to thinking about this thing, not even consciously sometimes. But what they're not doing is thinking about this thing that they're avoiding in a way that is productive and moving them forward. Instead, usually what they're doing when they're avoiding it is thinking about the hypothetical what ifs of if they did something about the thing they're avoiding, oh my God, well, well, this thing could happen and that thing could happen. And well, if I stopped avoiding that difficult conversation and actually dealt with it, X, Y, and Z catastrophizing situation would happen. If I was really promoting my services well, then someone somewhere might go, yeah, I want to work with you and be let down and that's my worst fear. So can you see actually when we avoid something normally, very subconsciously, right, we hypothetically think about the what ifs that might happen. We catastrophize about it and we spend time avoiding it. And what we call that is procrastination. And procrastination often leads to a self-concept, a self-identity of I actually can't do it. And it turns from a thing that we're avoiding, a very factual, um, almost task-orientated thing, and we turn it over time into that's just who I am. It's a self-belief, it's a self-concept, and that's where it costs us the most time because then we see it as a problem to fix. Not about the actual doing of the thing, but about a part of our identity that we need to fix. And more often than not, that's not true. I've had many clients come to me and say, I'm a really bad communicator. I've had many clients come to me and say, 
I just am no good with public speaking. I, I'm not very good with difficult conversations. I'm not very good with confrontation. I'm not very good at selling my services. I'm not very good at this, that, and the other. And more often than not, that factually is not true. Factually is not true. And I'm going to come to this when I talk about what it's costing you in terms of your inner peace and your inner happiness. But let me just get back to wrapping up this, how it's affecting your time. Can you see that? And to be honest, the majority of my clients, they will say to me, oh, I actually know that this is only a half an hour task, but I'm just avoiding it. And what they fail to see is by carrying that around and by carrying that backpack around that's getting heavier and heavier and heavier, it's actually impacting their time because they're having these um, breaks in their day where they're imagining the hypothetical outcomes of what might happen if they stop avoiding it and therefore impacting their actual time. The second thing that it's costing you is money and business opportunities. When you avoid things, it is costly to your progress outwardly in business. So we're talking about things like the opportunities that you get to partake in, the opportunities to develop new connections and new relationships in business, the opportunities to be financially successful on your terms, right? So when I say success, I mean success, what success looks like to you. Because when we avoid things, what you won't be doing is owning and being clear with others about what you want and what you expect. So when we avoid things, I'll give you a really um, personal example on this. I remember when I was starting off in my learning and development career, and when you when you're doing that, you're putting workshops together, you're putting training together, right? And what we can often do is we can often judge the outcome of how effective our learning intervention has been by what other people do with it. And what I used to do was create workshops and get the feedback and look at the return on investment for the people who've experienced it. And then I would go, what more can I give to make it more effective? What more can I do to make it better? Whereas actually for someone who's had over 18 years experience in learning and development, what I actually think now is I know how effective my workshops are. What I need to be more conscious of is how clear am I being with my expectation of what they need to do to make it work for them? So do you notice in my episodes, I am not in any way, shape or form being bossy when I say, you need to do something with this episode. I think that you inherently know that that comes from an, a really grounded place of, I want this to be a really good investment for you in spending your time listening to these episodes. And therefore, my recommendation is that you do something with it. That's me being very clear in what I expect of you. That's not me giving more to be valuable or worthy. That's not me doing more to be valuable or worthy. That's me being very, very explicitly clear with what I expect. Now, if I translate that into business, sometimes what we avoid and let me take that first one that I used as an example at the beginning of the episode. Sometimes when we avoid difficult conversations, what we're actually avoiding is setting quite clear and quite straight 
expectations with the other person. Why might we do that? Well, we might do it because we don't want to be perceived to be a certain way. So what we end up doing is dancing around the topic. What we end up doing is not being clear with other people about what we expect. And that is costly. That is costly because normally, if it's maybe our team, they're not going to perform the way we need them to perform for them to do well. And that is costly in business because essentially we're paying someone to do a job for us, but they're not actually being able to do the right job for us because we're not being clear to them. It can also be costly in terms of your relationship if this is with your clients. So I know for me, one of the things I spend, consciously spend time on in my business is being very clear with my clients on what I expect from them. And in me being very clear on what what I expect from them, I know that that benefits them because they know, okay, Nikki's here to co-create change and transformation for me in my inner world and in business. Therefore, I, she's being really clear with me that I need to do X, Y, and Z to make this come to life for me to get something out of it. Now, when we're not, when we are avoiding things, particularly in business, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be not owning and not being clear with others about what we want and what we expect. And hopefully you can see from that example how that can be significantly costly. Another example of how it can impact your business opportunities and money, you won't be self-promoting and you will not be backing yourself. Now, this is one that I see with the majority of my clients. When they avoid self-promotion, when they avoid selling their services, what I actually see them doing is being busy, being busy finessing something, being busy creating more, being busy um, faffing about on a spreadsheet or Canva. And normally when I ask the question, cool, okay, that might be an important thing to do, but can I just ask you to identify with yourself in doing that activity and doing that task, is there anything that you're avoiding? When they get really honest with themselves, what they normally find is, actually, yeah, I'm avoiding promoting myself. I'm avoiding asking for what I want. I'm avoiding really selling my strengths. I'm avoiding shouting very loudly out to the world why working with me is great. And you can see quite clearly how that can be very costly in terms of our business results. The last thing to say on this is you will not, if you're avoiding things, you will not be doing the compounding things that seem small, but lead to big results. Now, oh, I've got so many examples on this one. The things that seem small, but lead to big results are things like banging the same drum, repeating the same message, even though you feel like you've said that thing a million times, it might be the millionth and one time that you say it, where it just resonates with the right person. And then they go, bam, yeah, I really want to work with you. Or it may well be the compounding things that seem small but lead to big results. If I take the example from the beginning of the episode of setting and upholding a boundary, it may well be that that very small thing that you do is practice, actively practice, not going on your emails, not logging on your emails past five o'clock every single day. That might seem like a very small thing, but it compounds to big results because For you taking the action of not going on your emails past five o'clock every day, you are getting obligation-free time. You're getting rest that is clean and not infiltrated with the um, perceived demand of you to always be on. And therefore you're turning up to do your work refreshed, rejuvenated. Some of these little small things that we do as as a means to avoiding something 
it can feel like that, oh, that's just a small thing, but it's actually not. It's a big thing because it compounds like a snowball, right? And then the last area, the last way that I wanted to show you how it, the expensive cost of your avoidance, how it's costing you in your inner world, your happiness, your peace. When you avoid the things that require courage, that require discipline, that require you to experience your own discomfort or the discomfort of others, when, you re- when you're avoiding things that you imagine the hypothetical awful outcomes of them and how you're catastrophizing that outcome X, Y, and Z might come if I stop avoiding it, sometimes what it can lead to in your inner world is you convincing yourself that you can't. You make it mean something about you inherently, who you are, your self-concept, as opposed to your very adaptable growth. Now, this is something that I mentioned when I was talking about how it impacts your time and I said I'd get to it. Here is that point in the episode. The, what, one of the biggest things that I'm really proud of that I cultivate with my own clients is a growth mindset. A fixed mindset says, I can't do that. That's just who I am. A growth mindset says, I am learning how to become better at that. I am expanding my tolerance to that thing. I am getting better every day the more I practice X, Y, and Z. And I'm really, really proud of that because the majority of people that I work with, they are in a position where they feel like from the outside looking in, they should have their shit together. They should be able to do these things already. They shouldn't be feeling like a beginner and therefore they feel a lot of shame in the things that they don't feel come easy to them. And I'm here to say that those things that you're avoiding because you feel like you can't do them, it's probably just a skill that you need to develop. A skill that you need to develop alongside, as per episode 161, the support, inner support that you need to give yourself in order to create the safety for you to develop that skill. So as an example, you may well be avoiding, let's go with difficult conversations. You may well be avoiding a difficult conversation. Now, to have difficult conversations, maybe it's giving someone feedback, maybe it's letting someone down, whatever, whatever that is. There, there is skill involved in navigating a difficult conversation and being very clear with someone and all of that, all of the skills that go alongside having a difficult conversation. But there is also this underlying support that we need to give ourselves to make it safe for us to hold whatever comes out emotionally of having that difficult conversation. So what it looks like if we don't do that work is we have the difficult conversation and then we come away from it going, that was shit, you're a dickhead, they probably think you're a bitch, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it's, what I'm saying is sometimes we can force and push and um, sort of bully ourselves into doing the thing. But if we don't pair that with the adequate self-support, we just tell ourselves afterwards that we did a shit job at it, you know? And that we could say the same for uh, self-promotion. You could bully yourself and force and push yourself into showing up and you could do this big blast of um, sort of throwing yourself, it feels like throwing yourself on stage and then afterwards have this big hangover of, oh my God, that felt awful. Oh, I'm shit at that, et cetera, et cetera. And what I like to do with my clients is show them that this is just a skill that you're developing. And while you're practicing that skill, you're gonna learn how to give yourself the adequate support. So that could be th- through things like self-reflection, 
supportive self-reflection. It could be through things like developing the emotional capacity to hold those self-judgments while you're getting better at that thing. But I want you to see how avoiding what you're avoiding is costing you in terms of your inner peace and your inner happiness. Because when you start making it about you, your self-concept, who you are, that's at the point where you go, well, this is just who I am. Well, I'm just not very good at that. And you start making decisions about how, who, who you are and almost project those decisions of who you are onto your future. Well, I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm not going to be able to grow my business because I'm clearly not good at these things. Almost like it's a fact that can never remain, um, always will remain unchanged. And what I'm here to say is no, probably not. This is probably just a very adaptable skill and part of your growth that as you grow, your capacity to deal with that situation and your tolerance to that and your skills of being able to do that will grow too. And so before I wrap this episode up, I really just want to pull your attention to the fact that you're allowed to change every single day. You do realize that, don't you? Like who you are today is allowed to be completely different to who you are tomorrow. You are allowed to redefine yourself every single day. So if you're listening to this episode like, ah, shit, shit, I relate to all of those things and a shit ton more things that I'm avoiding. I just want to point out to you before I get into like the tips of what to do and the easy takeaways from this episode, that you do not have to stay stuck in a story of who you are just because you're comfortable with it, just because it's your truth today, or just because other people are comfortable with it, you might be sat in this place where you're like, oh shit, I recognize now I am avoiding difficult conversations, but other people are comfortable with that version of me. And I'm here to say, it's okay to shed old layers of yourself. It's okay to feel alive in your own growth, even if that causes other people to be uncomfortable with who you're becoming. That's all part of it. And that's uncomfortable, right? To think of, oh my God, they might not be happy when I start stepping into this more assertive version of myself. Oh my God, this they might not be happy when I start to express that I actually do have requirements and preferences and desires and needs. Oh my God, they might not be happy when I, they might think I'm full of myself when I start to self-promote and sell my services. All of these things are very real. And I just want to point your attention to them because you are not not normal if you have these fears. It's just part of growth. It's just part of evolving, right? So what to do? What to do? I've got three things I want you to try. I just want you to try them. That's all. I want you, the first thing that tip that I want you to do is actually get to your own honesty. Get to the root of what you're avoiding and really, really be honest. So the way that this would look on a piece of A4 paper is at the top, or if you, it, it depends how you like to do things. If you're a list person or if you're a spider diagram person, you choose. Um, if, if you want to do this in the form of contemporary dance, don't care. I just think it's really important to write in the middle or at the top of your page, the thing that you are avoiding. And then I want you to say, why might that be? And you might write the next thing. So I'm avoiding my admin. Why might that be? Because it's boring as fuck, right? And you might go, okay, why, why might I be avoiding boring things? Why is that? Why is that? Why is that? If you're avoiding a difficult conversation, why? Because I don't want 
to have to deal with their reaction. Why? Because I don't want to upset them. Why? Because I don't want to have to feel what it's like when they're upset with me. I want you to get to the root of what it is you're actually avoiding. Because too often, like I said earlier on in the episode, we're actually dealing with the problem at the wrong level. And in your self-exploration, it's a hard thing to say, in your self-exploration, what I want you to find is the truth. I want you to find the truth. I want you to sit with it. And I just want you to be with it for a minute. And once you've got to the core of what it is you're really, really avoiding, you've been really honest. I now know what it is that I'm really avoiding. I want you to try in your imagination to be objective and real with what might happen if you stop avoiding it, if you avoid it less. What might happen? Now, if you are a catastrophizer, expect the first things that you list down to happen to be the worst things. Like, oh my God, this might happen and that might happen and they might hate me and they might cancel me and this and that and I'll be homeless. And I want you from that place to explore the less catastrophizing things that might happen because your brain at this point might be so used to spending time with the awful imaginary things that might happen that you might not be used to spending time with the thoughts of what might happen that might be okay. The, the, the thoughts that might be, might happen if actually the worst thing does happen and you can deal with it. You, your brain will naturally present the catastrophizing thoughts. And what I'm wanting you to do is list out what else might happen, is list out even if that catastrophizing thing did happen, would I be able to deal with it? I want you to give yourself more options intentionally, explore it, give yourself more options than what your brain just produces by default and you follow that. I want you to give yourself more of that. And then the last tip is just start really small, really, really, really small. So examples of this might be if you've got a difficult conversation to have, instead of like launching yourself into that difficult conversation, you might just write up on an email that you never send what it is that you actually want to have said in that difficult conversation. Like, I'm not even talking about have it. I'm just talking about make the step to actually step forward and say, if I was to have this difficult conversation, here are the things that I'd say. Maybe that's your smallest step. Maybe if it's a case of self-promotion that you're avoiding, maybe you just want to put together a list of 10 things that you're really good at, that you, the 10 ways that you actually buy into yourself that actually is you selling your services, but you don't do it yet. And what I'm what I'm actually asking you to do here is a bit of exposure to the thing that you're avoiding with a really small step, a small step that doesn't actually require you to do anything with it. Because a lot of the time, and I use this technique on my coaching calls as well, when someone comes along and they're like, oh, I don't know. I'm like, all right, well, let's just play. If you did know, what would be your best tricky shot? And they'll be like, oh, it would be this. Oh shit, I did know. And it's like, we can convince ourselves that there's absolutely nothing that we can do about the thing we're avoiding. And I'm like, oh, I think that you've got more wisdom within you than you give yourself credit for. I think you've got more capability and competence within yourself than you give yourself credit for. I think that when we say I can't do that or I don't know what to do, I think that that's our, us dismissing ourselves in order to avoid doing something, anything. 
taking a step forward, even if it's the wrong step, is sometimes the best thing to do. Because in taking the wrong step forward, or a hypothetical wrong step forward, it shows us, ah, that wasn't the right thing to do. Actually, it's this. And we take a good step forward, you know? So to wrap this episode up, I would love it if you would take out your phone right now and you would start composing a message. Now, this message is an accountability message. This could be a message to your biggest supporter, your biggest cheerleader. And I want you to take out your phone, right? And I want you to message them and I want you to say, hey, I've been avoiding this. And I just wanted, I'm listening to episode 162 of the Inner Work Conversation. By the way, you should totally listen. It's really good. Here's the link. Um, And at the end of the episode, she says to share what it is that I'm going to stop avoiding with my biggest cheerer honor, and that is you. And so here's the thing that I'm going to commit to stop avoiding. And I'm just putting it out there for accountability. And the next time that we speak or the next time we go for a coffee or on Friday this week, I will update how I am going of not avoiding that thing. I think that uh, there is big, big power in sharing our learning, but sharing our commitment with someone else. And I think that if you are committed to your own personal development and if you're committed to actually taking action, then what a powerful thing to do to share that with someone else. I want you to feel that. So pause the episode here, share that with someone else. And if if you're like, I haven't got anyone in my corner, I've got no one cheering me on, I highly doubt it, but you can message me. You can message me. I will read your message. I will look for, I will cheer you on. I will hope that you are taking moves and making moves. Stop avoiding the thing that is costly to you. So I hope if you're still listening, that is done. Message is sent. If not, do it. Honestly, the power that can come from tracking your own self-accountability to implementing this stuff, it's really powerful right? Do not underestimate the power of sharing what you're learning and sharing what you're committing to. So without further ado, it's time to wrap up the episode. Please, as always, never forget, I am always cheering you on. And I really do hope that you are cheering you on too.